smoke like this. Gigs, new releases, and keeping tabs on local artists. It's music time on Wellington Mornings. Welcome back. It's music time. James Herman joins me. Good morning, James. I'm missing you, buddy. Version two of the uh, rock down lockdown. Um, <laughs> now, earlier this year, Nick, the arena bop, uh, rock band Foo Fighters released a disco alter ego album called The DG's Hail Saturn. Not, not the other one, not Satan, but Saturn. Um, and it was a handful of BG songs and then some really weird sort of live versions of songs of their last albums. Um, now, the BG's numbers are really true and faithful to the originals, and Dave Grohl mostly nails the falsetto. The, the DG, um, Dave Grohl, obviously a play on his name as well. Um, I've avoided this album for so long, but last time we talked, Nick, you stated that you're a big old disco fan and, and Michael Jackson and the likes. I'm buying this album, buddy. Come yeah, on, so play, it well, play it to me. Play it to me. Play it to me. I want to hear it. This is a strange new world we live in. So I've been, we've been discoing in our house to this album over the last <laughs> oh, week. Oh, I've, I've got um, excited. I'm excited. Play it. Come on. Quick listen to the, um, to the little sampler of, of the Bee Gees part of this album. Think, Nick? I, I thought it was the Bee Gees. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's it's really close to the original, and, I, and I'm always a bit funny with those sort of things. When you, I always quite like it when artists take something and and re sort of change it and and make it more interesting. It's it's pretty close to the original. The five or six songs that are Bee Gees numbers in it. To be honest, the whole album it's pretty awful because it's it's like a split. It's kind of split stadium rock and then these DGs numbers. But it was released kind of um, for what's called Record Store Day earlier in the year. It's, it certainly had my whole house rocking along in this um, weird world of lockdown, but it's probably I'm, something I wouldn't I'm buying continue it. to listen to. But, hey, if you want something, a bit of fun around the house, chuck on the old Spotify or the um, Apple Music and, um, and, and look up the DGs, and, and you'll have a bit of a laugh, and there's some, you know, there's some, good, there's some good takes on, some, on cracking songs. But, really, I'd probably pull up the Bee Gees and go with the original. Oh, uh, no, I think something new and modern. It sounded to me like a live version. You know, that's what yeah, I would get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's very live. It's, um, and it's got, some, it's got some interesting guitars and bits and pieces in there. So it's an interesting old album. Um, I'll definitely yeah, be listening. I, I liked it, but I don't know if I'd like it in any other circumstance. It well, could have fitted in well with, with lockdown, that's for sure. You're not really a disco guy, James. Be oh, honest. You know, I like a bit of disco. I like myself a bit of disco. I like to get the old boogie down. So does the wife. She's been boogieing around the house. Okay. Um, so um, now, how, so now, we lost... Last talk, we lost um, three great pillars of the world yeah, of music. Yeah. We're just going to touch on one of them today. We've lost, um, only in the last couple of days, we lost Lee Scratch Perry, yep. who was a Jamaican um, uh, guru of the reggae scene. Um, he was 85. We lost uh, Don Everly, of course, who was heavily influenced the, Be- uh, the Beastie Boys. Uh, not the Beastie Boys. Everly Brothers. Be- yeah, Everly Brothers, who yeah. heavily influenced the Beatles, the Beach Boys, Bob Dylan, you know, yeah. huge band. And, of course, we lost Charlie Watts from the, um, from the great Rolling Stones. Um, but we all know him as the drummer of the Rolling Stones, but he was a real jazz man through and through as well. And he played in a lot of big band stuff and, and boogie and jump blues bands when he wasn't touring with the Stones. He had a massive love of jazz, okay. and um, I didn't yeah, know he, that, James. I honestly yeah. didn't know that he was he a jazz guy. Jazz man. So yeah. um, 
he loved playing those little clubs, and he he put together a whole lot of stuff over the years, uh, big bands and and smaller jazz bands that he um, played. He actually played at Ronnie Scott's, which is a famous jazz club in the eighties, and I actually lived um, with my sister two doors down from it, um, from Ronnie Scott's. So constantly, the cafe that was below us, we would see all these famous jazz musicians and uh, incredible performers having their breakfast before they'd go into Ronnie Scott's to play later that night. Oh so, my gosh, that would have been I, I, I'm my hair on the back of my neck's lifted to hearing that story. Yeah, that yeah. was pretty awesome. That was in Frith Street in Soho in London. That was in the 90s, so it was a pretty tremendous time to be alive. Um, Now we've got, um, if you think back to one of the most well-known Stones hits, Satisfaction, which we all know, you know, Jack, da 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 guitar riff makes the song memorable, but that riff would be just sort of floating aimlessly, I reckon, without Charlie Watts' unflagging, sort of huge, big beat holding that thing down. It gave old Jagger the scaffolding and that momentum to hang his lyrics off. So let's have a listen to a clip. Um, There's a couple of jazz numbers of the Stones. You'll hear them. It's, It's great. That's great. beautiful. That was yeah, beautiful. Really beautiful, big band stuff. Beautiful. He put together, like, um, he put it together a, a band that played at Ronnie Scott's. It had 33 members in it. Um, and I read a thing about it this week which cracked me up. Keith Richards was really annoyed that Charlie had no room for a guitar player in some of those big bands. Um, he thought it was sacrilegious, but Charlie told him that with 33 guys, it's hard enough to fit everyone else's solos in, um, especially, you know, trying to fit in a guitarist solo. So uh, Charlie Watts, rest in peace, eh? Yeah, totally. With, you know, Charlie Watts, the Rolling Stones, they were a rock and roll band. With his death, they probably only continue as a rock and roll brand, I think. You know, he was yeah. instrumental to, to holding that yeah. band together. Yeah. Great band, probably more a brand now. Yeah, you know, I don't yeah, know how yeah. you carry on without one of your absolute, you know, yeah, key performers. Hey, 25 years ago, yeah, you mate. say the world was punished with this earworm, the macarona. That's yeah. a, I, don't, I didn't mind it. I'm just trying to remember it because I can't remember. I bet you played it in a few clubs. Yeah, I bet it I did. Moving. Let's have a listen and see if our listeners remember it. Of course they will. <laughs> Rosie even knows it. That's the white person. Funk, James. Yeah, well, it was a it was a Spanish song, and then it was remixed by some DJs. And um, Los de Rio was the uh, was the band that put that out. Um, it was firmly rooted at number one in the charts all over the world. You know, I started looking through charts, um, you know, and and that was firmly this week and all over the world. Twenty five years ago, that was a huge banger. It just came out of nowhere. Um, huge banger. Huge yeah, it's bang. going to probably stay in our minds for the rest of the day. That's the problem with those sort of little bits of air. Uh, no, I liked it. Okay, hold on, hold on. Wait one second. Here we go. What's that dusty old record really worth? Find out now with Cash in the Attic. 
Give us the cash in oh, the attic. I've got a good one now. Going with the Charlie Watts theme. Ah, oh, where have I? I've lost my notes here. Main, it's but, a mainstream. It was a mainstream. Exile on Main Street. Sorry, yeah. my, my notes just went lost on me there. Exile on Main Street, 1972, original New Zealand pressing. Now, this is floating around out there. I rang a mate because I know he's a huge Stones fan last night. He's got it sitting in his garage. Um, it gets played a lot. We get out there on the pool table, have a few uh, beers and, uh, and listen to Exile on Main Street. Now, this is in a lot of New Zealand collections. Now, if you've got a reasonable, a reasonable copy of this and it's got the inserts, which has got some sort of like, they're kind of like postcards inside it, you're looking at about 675 bucks. Now, that's some serious moolah for a record. And that one sold just recently, um, just back in, uh, in June for that sort of price. Um, it's gone anywhere between about 400 New Zealand dollars up to about 675. So Thanks, James. Nice Thanks, uh, James. Exile on Main Street, excellent condition. Seven. You're sitting on some big old moolah. Thanks, buddy. I've got to cut you off. I've got to go to the news, but love listening to you. Hur- hurry back to work. Getting to level two. Missing you. <laughs>